And it's funny because, you know, we talk about crossroads, right? Mm -hmm. How we, there's a fork in our life, in our road, where you really start to see which way you're going to go. At that time that I had the interview as a mental health tech, I also had an interview as a store manager for a very big store chain and a lot more money. But when I did the tour at the hospital in Tequesta, Florida, a little residential treatment center for kiddos, I loved it. There was something so so intriguing about it. Please join us every week for a new episode of Understanding the Human Condition with Dr. James Flowers. Dr. Flowers and his most admired mentors, respected colleagues, and VIP guests will share valuable insight into underlying health causes, conditions, and issues. These in-depth yet approachable episodes are a great resource for both private individuals and industry professionals. Our esteemed host, Dr. James Flowers, is one of the most recognized and respected names in the field of chronic pain, mental health, and substance use disorders, both nationally and internationally. Dr. Flowers is the founder of J. Flowers Health Institute, located in Houston, Texas. For more information about J. Flowers Health Institute and its concierge services, go to jflowershealth.com or dial 713-783-6655. And be sure to mention this podcast. Welcome, everybody, to Understanding the Human Condition. I'm your host, Dr. James Flowers, and I am thrilled today to have the CEO of the Behavioral Hospital of Bel Air. I always get that name wrong. It's an amazing <laughs> UHS system. Yeah. And you're the CEO, and it's Amanda Blanco. Yes. And I just have to say, I think we both have beautiful last names. I think so, too. Right? Flowers I, and Blanco. I know. It's you can't, a great you can't get better than that. You can't get better from <laughs> that. I know. And I will say thank you for seeing our patients. Absolutely. We love working with you guys. I love the UHS healthcare system in yeah. itself. I've been a part of it historically, and it's a great system. I agree. That's why I've been with them for 10 years. Exactly. (laughs) And you know what? I am even more excited to read your bio because when I sat at my desk (laughs) and read this, you were here a couple of weeks ago and I was out and I didn't get to meet you. And then we're doing this podcast and I was like, let me send me your bio. And so I got it and I was like, are you kidding? So you started your career 10 years ago with UHS. And you were a mental health tech yes. 10 years ago, yes. which is amazing. And as you and I both know, mental health techs protect everyone yes. and take care of everyone. Yes. They are such an important role Agreed. at a hospital system, right? Yes. yes. And so you started as a mental health tech and you've worked at several UHS facilities over the years and held several roles. But it's amazing. In 10 years, you went from mental health technician to a case manager, which is Again, without case managers, we can't function. Agreed. Which is amazing. (laughs) So you went from that tech role into a case manager role. Mm -hmm. Then you went into a group facilitator role. And you did so well at a group facilitator. (laughs) They said, hey, come on board as our director of utilization management. That is a hard role. It is. It (laughs) very much is. You're fighting insurance companies. (laughs) You have to be a bulldog to be the director of UM, right? Right. And so you did that and you did also case management again. And then another extremely important role is director of risk management. Yes. You moved into that role and director of risk management and performance improvement. Yes. Joint commission, all of those things. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. (laughs) And then you became the chief compliance officer. Yes. And then you became the chief operating officer. 
<laughs> and then you rolled into the chief executive officer role. And here you are. See, when I read that, I thought it was quite boring. And then you read it. And I'm like, okay, it's actually not I, so bad. I'm going to write a book <laughs> on you. <laughs> no, I mean, what I really do want to talk about sure. is, you know, your amazing journey, right? This is understanding the human condition. And part of your human condition in life is that you started out there as a mental health technician 10 years ago. Yes. And today you are an amazing CEO of a hospital system. I agree. It's, so it's tell amazing. me about that journey. Well, you know, it's interesting. You know, every orientation for new staff, it starts off with the CEO speech. Yeah. And, you know, I go in and I introduce myself and I do talk about myself for two reasons. One, because a lot of times I'm uncomfortable talking about sure. myself mm -hmm. and it's re really good exposure therapy for me to do that. But most importantly, I want, I want the, the staff to know mm -hmm. because a lot of the staff are direct care staff that there's a lot of growth within UHS. Yeah. And then I use my history as examples of that. Mm -hmm. When I became a mental health technician, it was interesting. I actually applied to the job because I needed a job. Yeah. And I was intrigued with psychology. Mm -hmm. I was intrigued with mental health. I also had, you know, a, a personal event in my life where a family member of mine, a grandfather of mine, who I was very close to, suffered with depression. And, you know, unfortunately, he ended up committing suicide. Mm -hmm. And that event kind of, it just did something to me. It really made me think, what do I want to do with my life? Yeah. So I applied as a mental health tech, yeah. thinking, you know, let me see if this works for me. And I fell in love with it. So cool. And it's funny because, you know, we talk about crossroads, right? Mm -hmm. How we, there's a fork in our life, in right. our road, yep. where you really start to see which way you're going to go. At that time that I had the interview as a mental health tech, I also had an interview as a store manager for a very big store chain sure. and a lot more money. Yep. But when I did the tour at the hospital in Tequesta, Florida, a little residential treatment center for kiddos, I loved it. There was that's something so, so intriguing about yeah. it. So, I yeah. think that's so cool. Yeah. And, and it gave you, going through what you did with your grandfather. Yes. You know, I often talk about in my podcast, the tragedies and loss in my family. And I've lost, you know, my, lost my father. I've lost a sister to addiction. Yeah. And people always ask, why do you do what you do? I wasn't cut out to do anything else, right? <laughs> right. And so losing right. your grandfather yes. to suicide, A, I'm sorry, of course. And what you're doing today must make him just <laughs> jump up and down. And, That's and how I look at it. And looking down, yeah. just saying, congrats, I love you. Yeah, right? I, so, I appreciate that. And I, I like to look at it that way, too. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. You and I kind of share a little bit of history also. You're not from South Texas, but you have family members in South Texas. I do. Texas and McCall well, McAllen is, well, is, I guess it is considered yeah, absolutely. South. McAllen, yeah. Alice, as you mentioned. Yeah. So Texas is in my Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. My mom was born and raised in McAllen. My oh, dad, born and raised amazing. in Alice. So, I love that. Yeah, so we'll have to take a trip to the Valley. Yes. We'll do a big family <laughs> visit. <do> <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, I also want to say that you do have a bachelor's degree and a master's, an MBA in healthcare administration. Yes. And you did that at Florida Atlantic. Talk about that journey because were you working at UHS already when you were doing your MBA work? I was. Yeah. And you know, what was lovely is I didn't know what I wanted to do. And I, at the time I had a, a wonderful mentor and her name is Laura Contrera. She was my clinical director mm -hmm. and she's the one who gave me the opportunity to be a, a case manager. And, you know, I had talked to her and I said, I don't know what to do. And, you know, she's like, well, once you're done with psychology, try different things. Yeah. She's like, you're going to figure out what you want to do. Right. So, you know, I thought I wanted to be a therapist. 
But I started to realize as I started, you know, getting more deeper into case management that I needed to do something more extreme. I needed yeah. to be at a higher level in order to make change. Mm-hmm. You know, the people in the trenches, the case managers, the direct care staff, they do a lot of work. Absolutely. But a lot of change comes from the top. Right. And I think yeah. that's what motivated me to go into Florida Atlantic University and acquire my master's in healthcare yeah. administration. That and that's a great a, school. I have owls is. all the way. It, it, Go owls. Absolutely. Good for you. <laughs> yes. Talk to me a little bit about the hospital. Tell me, you know, yeah. I actually had, I was telling you I had privileges years ago. We need to redo that. Yeah, that. absolutely. And I'd love to see patients there again. And, but really talk to us about UHS. Talk to us about the, the hospital system. You know, it's a hospital system that I can tell you, and it's going to sound very cliche mm-hmm. and maybe in a way ironic. But it's very family oriented. Mm-hmm. You know, Alan Miller was the founder of Universal Health Services, and you know his son Mark Miller now is overseeing the company. I would not be at a company if I didn't share the same, you know, yeah. the same virtue, the same philosophy, the same everything as the president. So right. for me, you know, and I'm very biased because I've been given tremendous opportunity there. There just is a sense of care, like nothing I've ever seen. You know, a big thing that we talk about in a lot of our corporate meetings and a lot of our, you know, town halls is safety. Yeah. Okay. Obviously, it's a business. We want to bring in volume, but safety is always at the top. We have to provide excellent patient Mm -hmm. care. So I share in that philosophy. So so I am very dedicated. Yeah. It's an amazing, like I said earlier, I know a lot about UHS, of course, and I've had a history with them and- I think it's fantastic that they nurtured you through yeah. your MBA, right? Yes. And you did that role while you were going to, or while you were climbing the corporate ladder, really. Right, right. And now you're able to affect such change. What advice do you give to mental health technicians and case managers and people who you see walking the hallway? I know you must be a very engaging CEO. I am. Yeah. <laughs> I round <laughs> They're a like, lot. Oh, here she comes. Yeah. <laughs> and I can see that I bet you have an open door policy. Yes. And you're interactive with your staff. But what do you tell people that are in that role who really aspire to grow? So what my first advice that I give anybody, yeah. and it, I start at orientation. Yeah. And then as I'm doing my rounding, I say the same thing. Yeah. I say, say yes. Mm-hmm. Say yes to opportunity. Yeah, I think in this day now, we are so, you know, we can become so narrow minded mm-hmm. and yeah. we want what we want. And yes. but sometimes doing jobs or taking on responsibility that goes outside of our comfort zone, that's mm-hmm. where you're going to grow. I yeah. can tell you everything on that list was very difficult for me to do. Absolutely. Very difficult. Yeah. And there was many times where I felt like I, you know, I couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. But that's what we do as humans. We, we grow and yeah. we grow from, from challenge. We grow from obstacles. So my advice to mental health technicians in particular, and I say this, I specifically point out all my MHTs, yeah. say yes to opportunity. If I ask you, hey, do you mind sitting up at the front desk, the re- mm-hmm. a receptionist for a day? Yeah. Say yes. Yeah. You never know who you're going to meet. Absolutely I did it. Right. I was nervous. I did I, you it. Know, you did <laughs> yeah. it. I did it. And we're in great positions now. Yeah. It's a matter yeah. of taking what we go through and growing from it. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I think the, you know, something that I learned early on many years ago, I remember one of my first jobs, I was worked at an overnight shift or not really overnight, but late night, late night shift at a convenience store. Yeah. 
and oh, wow. I was making, you know, nothing, right? Yeah. Like tiny dollars. And my shift was over and I wanted to get home because I had to go to school the next day. And my manager walked in and she said, oh, before you go, would you mop the floors tonight? And I said, excuse me? <laughs> and she said, mop the floors. And I was like, I'm a cashier. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a cashier. <laughs> she said, well, tonight you're going to mop the floors. And I said, I need to make a quick phone call. And I went and called my mom. Yeah. And I said, mother, oh my gosh, I need to go home and study. And she wants me to mop the floor. And my mother said, <laughs> you get in there and you make that floor shine. Never say no. Great right? advice. Great advice. Yeah. And so when you said that, I thought of my mom. Yes. And I took that and I got home and of course got another lecture yeah. you know, about saying no. Yeah. And I lived that life as well is just take a chance, take a risk. Yeah. And step out. And I'll tell that to some of my patients yeah. is, you know what? This is a really difficult process. It's right. scary. You feel like you're in the dark. And what I want you to virtually do is take my hand, walk out in the dark on the plank, and let's jump into this ocean and see what happens. Yes. Right? Yes. And more than likely, you're going to flourish and swim and do well and grow from it. And yes. I've seen that in my own life. And I can tell that's yes. your philosophy as well. I, I feel... Like you understand that more than anybody. Yeah, yes. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> what do you see next for yourself at the hospital? You know, if you're okay with saying that you're already yeah. CEO. You know, it's interesting because, you know, it might be a flaw of mine, but yeah. I am one that I'm just always looking yeah. two, three steps ahead. Yeah. Right now, I want to make BHB, Behavioral Hospital of Bel Air, as successful as possible. I yeah. want patients to come in. And when they leave, I want them to call their parents, call their family, call yeah. friends and say, I feel better. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So it. if I can get, we have a lot of tools where we can kind of look at surveys mm -hmm. and if we can just start to see those things. And we already see that now. Yeah. We have great people. We have a great team. But I, I'm a believer there's always room for improvement. Absolutely. And I think once I start to see that on a consistent basis yeah. and, you know, I'm getting letters from patients, which I do now, of course. thanking us for, you know, what we did for them. I think that's my next goal is yeah. to do that for a few years. And then that. after that, we'll see. Yeah. We, we want Who to, knows? we want to grow. We want yep. to grow outpatient, yep. but yeah. And we want to work with wonderful yeah. organizations like yours. Thank you. So, yeah. What do you see kind of wrapping up here just a little bit? Sure. And this is a longer answer than we can possibly do. I know we could talk about it for hours. Yeah. But where do you see the mental health system in the United States? Not where it is. Where does it need to go? So as, and I don't need to say this to you, I mean, healthcare is on a continuum of yeah. care. You know, I'm an ACHI member and I went to a seminar and, you know, it was a panel of internal medicine doctors, wonderful women mm -hmm. that, you know, down in Florida that I went and I wanted to hear what they had to say. The need very much is behavioral health. Yeah. I mean, you go into a hospital as a patient, let's say you are in kidney failure. Mm -hmm. So we have to stop looking at, okay, they have kidney failure, mm -hmm. but they're also suffering from depression. It's not about that. Right. What causes depression? Is it the fact that they are in kidney failure exactly. at this point? Exactly. So we need to really understand how that, that puzzle that, you know, how it, it goes hand in hand. Yeah. I think if healthcare can come up with a way of understanding that, understanding the connection there, we could be able to do wonders with treating both of those things. Yes. I cannot agree more. Yeah. And I think the timing is 
really odd this happened, but yeah. last night I was sitting down in my kitchen and I whipped out my iPad and I created this Instagram post and it mm. was just six little short case studies of what I call misdiagnosis. Right. And it is exactly what you were talking about. It is people who may have depression, may have look like they're in psychosis, may have mental health difficulties that have an underlying medical condition. And sometimes, and I bet you've seen this at your own hospital, will end up in a psychiatric hospital or in a therapist office or their husband or wife or whomever puts them in therapy and they're anxious and they're seemingly psychotic and having cognitive right. issues. And we look at them and sometimes psychiatrists will diagnose this borderline bipolar, whatever it is, when really it could be an underlying medical condition. Absolutely. Yeah. We see it all the time. And if we just look yes. deeper, right? Yes. And we worked in a collaborative role. Yes. Then we can have these proper diagnoses and treat the mental health issue and the medical issue yes. and resolve both of them together. Agreed. I'm so excited. <laughs> I, thank you for coming today. Of course. Thank you for You're having me. absolutely yeah. amazing. I am going to continue to watch your career trajectory Aww. because I know it's not stopping anytime thank soon. You. I appreciate You're it. You're amazing. And we really enjoy our collaborative relationship with you yes, guys. Yes, me too. And so tell everybody how, if anyone has a need for the hospital, how do they reach you? So yeah. Or not you, but the hospital. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we have a website. We yeah. have, if you go to Behavioral Hospital of Bel Air, Dot com. You can reach out through us to us through mm -hmm. there. You yeah. can either do it via the website mm -hmm. or we have our phone number on there. Excellent. You'll get connected straight to our intake department yeah. and they're going to take care of you. Yeah, I can tell you they will take care of you because <laughs> we've experienced it with referring several of our patients. So you guys do an amazing job. Thank you. And if you guys need help with diagnostic evaluations or treatment, just look us up at jflowershealth.com. Thank you, everybody. And thank you so much. Thank for you. Fun day. Fun day. Yeah. <laughs> and I'd like to remind everyone watching or listening to us that there are numerous platforms to find our podcast, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio. Please share this episode on social media or with someone that you think it could help. Absolutely. And we remind you also that a clear diagnosis is key to the most effective treatment possible. Yes, it is. See you next Thanks week. Thanks again, Robin. Thank yeah. you.